Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website, a Bible study that I believe, if you'll take time with us to go to the Word of God, amen, that we're going to have instruction from the Word of God. It's going to be relevant to us. This is not an antiquated old book that is irrelevant to postmodern Christianity and postmodern millennials. Oh no, friend. The God, God's word is eternal and it is relevant to us today. Even more so living in the end times, we need to receive instruction from the word of God. And that's, this is a fifth in our series, holy instruction for end time believers. Holy instructions for end time believers. Listen to 1 Peter 4 verse 7 and we're going to go on down and mention some things and get into this this fifth edition today. Instructions from the Word. 1 Peter 4 beginning with verse 7 and you can read chapter 4 beginning with 7 and, and follow it on down to the principles that we are bringing forth. Listen to it carefully. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober, watch unto prayer above all things. Verse 8, have fervent charity among yourselves. And it goes on down each principle. We've talked about be sober. And we've talked about watching unto prayer. We've talked about having fervent love for one another. And we've talked about last week serving in the strength of the Lord. And now this week, we're going to be talking about rejoicing in sufferings. Look at verses 12 through 16. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing has happened unto you. I want to stop right there and say this. Becoming a Christian don't mean you're going to live in a bubble, and you're not going to be tried and tested and persecuted. Listen, I saw, let me preface this with a little bit of humor. This is a serious part of this instruction from God. But on the far side, cartoon that they used to run in the papers, there's a picture of a deer during deer season. And the deer has a birthmark. It's a target right on the white part. He's standing on his hind legs and standing up talking to this other deer. And it has a target on him, uh, just like you would shoot an arrow at <laughs> or shoot a gun at. has a bullseye in all of the rings. <laughs> and the other deer just says simply, bummer of a birthmark, Earl. That's kind of off-kilter humor. Uh, we are marked we are we are branded as god's own and it marks us as the enemy of the devil and i'm glad <laughs> that i'm the enemy of the devil i don't want to have any affiliation or identification with him so don't think it's strange that trials and tests are going to come beloved Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is come to try you, as though some strange thing has happened unto you. 
Listen to verse 13. This is crucial, especially in the end times, in the time when the pressure is going to be on and the persecution of the Christian church and Christians in particular. Around the world, it's occurring, but right here in America, it's going to get, it's going to get worse and worse as the coming of the Lord draws near and the end of all things draws near and the tribulation draws near. It's like the devil is pulling out all of the stops. Listen, but it says rejoice. Inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy. Now listen, you're to rejoice and you're to be happy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of. But on your part, he is glorified. He's glorified when we rejoice and we remain happy to be identified with Jesus. It brings glory to him when we're persecuted. But let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or a busybody in other men's matters. But if yet, verse 16, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. You know what Jesus taught and Jesus said, said, when they cast your name out as evil, and they will, if you live godly, the scripture's very clear, you shall suffer persecution. And we're to react to that persecution uh, really uh, as 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 a, a badge of authenticity that we truly are and truly belong to Jesus and truly are his disciples. We're to glorify God when we react and respond to persecution with joy <laughs> instead of bitterness. Listen, if you're trying to if you're trying to get the world to love you, you you're looking in the wrong you're looking for love in all the wrong places the world loves its own and if you were of the world jesus said the world would love you because the world loves its own but hear this if you're a christian today you are not of this world hallelujah you you're you you are in a different kingdom than the kingdom of darkness that is influencing and ruling all the darkness of this world you are in the kingdom of god translated out of the power of darkness into the kingdom of god's dear son amen and because of that the enemy is going to do everything he can. He's going to use people to do it. He's going to persecute you. He's going to try you. You're going to be tested. You live in a faulty body. You live in a fallen world. You have a formidable foe in the devil, but you have a faithful father, <laughs> amen, and a faithful savior who said, I will never leave you. I will never, no, never forsake you, but I will go with you all the way, even to the end of the age. Amen. So Jesus said, if they cast your name out as evil and speak all manner of evil against you for my sake, 
rejoice and be, listen, exceedingly glad. You know, it's time for some exceeding gladness because the Christian church and Christians in particular, true Christians are under fire from the enemy. I'm going to tell you, if you're on fire for God, you're going to be under fire from the devil, but that's okay. There is armor for this hour. There is spiritual armor. There's a piece of the armor called above all taking the shield of faith, whereby ye shall be able to quench every fiery dart. That means a flaming arrow that is, that is targeting you. It's on fire. One of the, the weapons of, of ancient times in battle was to wrap fabric or something that is flammable that would burn but not burn up quickly around the end behind the tip of the arrow. Dip it in oil, set it alight, set it on fire, and fire it at the enemy. And when, when they had wooden shields, uh, covered with, with possibly, uh, some kind of fabric or, or some animal skin, it would penetrate that. It would set alight their very shield. And I'm going to tell you something about the shield of faith. The Bible said that it will quench all the fiery darts, the flaming hours, arrows of the enemy. Praise God. So he can shoot at us all day long. Lifting up the shield of faith, every fiery dart will be quenched. Reacting to persecution with joy. Reacting to persecution by being happy that we belong to Him. We're not trying to get the world to love us. We're not trying to be antagonistic. We are. Just by being a Christian, we antagonize them. There's a hatred uh, for the light, and there's a hatred. There's the spirit of Antichrist doth already work in that first generation, according to First John. Listen, if the spirit of Antichrist was working then, it's working over time now. It's not anti-religion per se. That's why world religions seem to get a pass, no matter how awful some of them are, that how they treat women and how they, they kill people that disagree with them, but, but they don't seem to be persecuted like Christians around the world. And particularly, they are not persecuted like Christians here in America. Friend of mine, it's because of the faith that was delivered to the saints is the only faith that saved. Amen. There is no other God and no other mediator between God and man, and the devil well knows that. So he's not, he's not against world religions, man-made gods. He, you know what he's against? The God who made man, the true and the living God. And because we are Christian, identifying with Christ, the spirit of Antichrist thereby is going to be anti-Christian. I'm going to say it again. If you are persecuted for righteousness sake, because you believe on Jesus and you are seeking to follow him and you stand upon the word of God, amen, I want you to know in this generation right here in America, you 
are a target of the enemy and a target of a culture that is getting darker and darker as evil men and seducers wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived. And we're to respond to this. I would love everybody to love me. I would love everybody to listen to the gospel as I try to show the love of God to them. But the fact of the matter is, amen, if the world embraces you or me, then we have somehow so identified with the world that the world is loving its own. Friend of mine, we are not of the world. <laughs> Hallelujah. We are, we are of a different kingdom. We serve a different king. And we should never be ashamed. Listen, every Christian in every generation who has dared to stand Un, unmoved by the persecutions and just stand up. You know, I love that song, don't you? Stand up, stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the cross. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Rise up, O men of God, and be done with earthly things. If we were not so identified with the temporal and the material, it wouldn't bother us so much, amen, that the world doesn't applaud us for trying to do the right thing and 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 living a a, a moral life that that has standards that we adhere to. Uh, amen. No, the world does not appreciate that because it convicts them. Listen, I love people. I want people to love me back. Amen. I would love it if it... Listen, there are people in churches that that do not, do not, and will not stand up, O men of God, O women of God. And if there's ever a time when we need to make sure that we are identified with Jesus... Love not the world. The scripture is clear. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. I'm not talking about the earth and all the, the good things that God gives us to enjoy. I'm talking about a system that is anti-God and anti-Christ in general and anti-Christ in particular. Amen. You can't embrace the world and embrace the cross. You can't embrace the world and embrace Christ. You can't serve God and mammon. You can serve God with mammon, but you can't serve God and mammon. You can't serve two masters. That's why the Bible said, lay your treasure up in heaven where the thief can't steal it and the rust can't corrupt it. For wherever your treasure is today, that's where your heart is going to be also. Amen. Your heart follows your treasure. Your treasure doesn't follow your heart. And wherever you put the priorities today, your heart is going to go in that direction. That's why Colossians 3, 1, 2, and 4 is so crucial to every child of God, especially now. It says, If you be risen with Christ... If you're truly born again, born from above, there's been something called regeneration. Amen. We've been translated out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. 
Hallelujah. Amen. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things are become new. There's a different value system. There's a different mindset. We are not trying to, to get the world to, to comfort us or coddle us. Again, we're not trying to be antagonistic, but we will be simply by bearing His name. And when we are persecuted for the name of Jesus and for the faith of the gospel, <laughs> rejoice. I'm telling you, friend, it's time every Christian ought to be, ought to be doing the David dance. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Wear persecution as a badge of authenticity. You're not of the world. You don't belong to Satan's crowd anymore. Somebody asked me one time, Preacher, if I get saved, will I have to give up my flaky friends? And I, I said, Why, of course not. You get saved and follow Jesus, and they'll dump you. They'll give you up, and you should be willing to allow that to happen and say it's okay. Listen, the, the, here's here's a scripture that I, I believe needs explaining. I'm trying to slow down, but I've, I'm passionate about this today. Someone has to stand up and declare, this is the last of the last days. And there's going to be persecution. And if you're on the fence, you need to get off of it. Because there's no middle ground here. You're either identifying with Christ, or you're identifying with the world. You're going to be... You're going to be classified and clarified as one or the other because you cannot serve two masters. Jesus taught it. You will love one and hate the other, or you will hate one and love the other. It, 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 it is absolutely impossible to try to find a middle ground where you, as a Christian, can be so in the world and of the world that people are not going to persecute you for the name of Jesus Christ or the faith of the gospel. You have to make up your mind. That's what it means when it says deny yourself. If you're going to follow Jesus, be a true disciple and not be a phony. If you're going to be authentic, if any man come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross. Amen. Take up his cross. That not only means to bear persecution, but to bear it as a badge of authenticity. Embrace the cross, <laughs> amen, and say, listen, he's glorified. When I'm persecuted for his sake, he is glorified when I react and respond to the persecution with a smile and with joy in my heart because it is just reaffirming the fact that the world you're not of the world, and the world has no claim on you. The devil has no claim on you. The culture has no influence over you. Hallelujah. You're of the kingdom of light and not the kingdom of darkness anymore. Praise God. But if you suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Amen. So, so Jesus says, Rejoice and be exceedingly glad when men shall revile you and cast out your name as evil. 
If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. So marvel not that the world, listen, hate you. Why should they hate us? Why should someone hate you when you're trying to be the best person you can in order to represent Jesus? You're trying to show love to your enemies. You're forgiving people who have have done you wrong. You're giving to the poor. You're helping people that are down to get back up. You're, you're, you're not you're, you're not trying to be a racist. You're not trying to, to let a denominational wall keep you from loving your brother and sister. Friend of mine, why would the world just hate us? It's because we bear a name that is the only name given under heaven according to the book of Acts, whereby we must be saved. Amen. And that's the name of Jesus Christ. And the spirit of Antichrist is filled with hate and rage because he knows if anyone believes on that name, amen, they're going to be saved. And that's why when the apostles were persecuted in the early church, they called Paul and Peter, they called them in, they called Paul in, (laughs) and the disciples in, and, and they said, don't preach or teach any more in that name. Why? Why is the name of Jesus so infuriating? (laughs) Because the devil knows that it's the only name by which we can call on and expect God to forgive our sins. Amen. There is no other name under heaven given to men whereby we must be saved. Why? Because there's no other Savior, one mediator between God and man, one God and one mediator between God and man, and that is Jesus Christ. And that's why the intense hatred and persecution is coming and is here and is going to intensify. And you're going to have to identify, amen, I've made up my mind. Go ahead. I I would love you to love me, but if if you can't handle me being a Christian, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to be antagonistic. But people will still be antagonized because they're going to find out that I'm against what the culture is embracing today because I'm following Jesus and not the culture. I'm against abortion as a means of birth control. I'm against homosexuality as as just a, a, the same as heterosexuality. People have the right to live any way they want to. I have the right to say I can never say it's all right because God's word condemns it. Therefore, the Bible is under attack today. Amen. Truth, according to the scripture, is under attack today. Amen. The church, the real church. I'm not talking about the phony baloney church that's just as, just as sinful as the world and just as corrupt as the culture. I'm talking about the true church, the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's going to be persecution. But if any man suffers a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. And then 
commit yourself unto God. Amen. That That's how we get through it all. We say, okay, they're going to fire me because I won't work this shift because it's going to interfere with my faith or it's going to interfere with my my practicing of my faith. Listen, commit yourself to God. In verse 19, it says, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to Him in well-doing as unto a faithful Creator. Commit yourself unto God. And say, Lord, I'm going to stand and be true to You. And then the result of the consequences of that stand, I'm going to commit it to You. And I believe You're going to be faithful. Listen, no matter what happens, God will grant you and me sufficient grace and and he's going to grant unto you and me everything that we need to all of heaven's resources when we choose right over wrong light over darkness christ over the devil the word of god over the words of men and women listen god is going to grant unto us Everything we need to be faithful to Him, beginning with the sufficiency of His grace. Amen. And He's going to grant joy in the Holy Ghost when we identify with Jesus enough that persecution starts coming and people are antagonistic and they want to ostracize us, cast us out of their, their, their circle of, of friends. They'll unfriend you, not just on Facebook, dear friend, Christian friend. They'll unfriend you in every other way they can. <laughs> Amen. But that's okay. Amen. When my friends all forsake me, when my friends forsake me, Listen, to be my friend, you've got to allow me to practice my faith. You may not agree with it, but you need to allow me to practice my faith. Because if it comes between any person, including my immediate family, amen, and God, and Christ, friend of mine, there's no contest. I don't have to think it over, try to think it through. My mind is made up. I made it up a long, long time ago. Hallelujah. That I am going to follow Jesus. And I'm not going to look back. There's nothing behind me. Everything is before me. And I'm certainly not going to go back. And I'm not going to try to walk that tight rope of of trying to find a middle ground where I can please God and please the culture and the world. There is no middle ground. So rise up. Rise up, O men of God, and be done with earthly things. I love what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ whereby I am crucified to this world, taking up that cross, listen, and the world is crucified unto me. You see, there's no middle ground. Let me finish with Colossians 3, beginning verse 1, 2, and 4. If you be risen with Christ, 
seek those things above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above and not the earth. Amen. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So set your affections on things above and not the things of the earth. For where your treasure is, that's where your heart is going to be also. Verse 4 says, And mortify your members which are upon the earth. That simply means mortify, put to death, crucify the flesh and the lust thereof. That's what taking up your cross is all about. Deny yourself. Amen. That old selfish nature. Amen. That conflicts with this sold out dedication to Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love the song, I am sold out. Amen. I am sold out. S-O-U-L-E-D and S-O-L-D. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. Praise God. Amen. No vacancy should be the sign on our heart. Amen. We are spoken for. We are espoused by the Holy Spirit and by the gospel of Christ to one husband. Glory to God. And we're going to be keeping ourselves until he comes. Amen. Today, today, dear Christian friend, today is no day to try as some are doing to straddle the fence. This is a day to keep the faith. And keep it like we've never kept it before. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. The world doesn't want you. But I'm going to tell you something about the world. When Christ comes and we go back to the Father's house to come back with Him and rule and reign. When we leave this world, they're going to miss us. They're going to miss us. Because it's the intercessions. It is the prayers of the saints right now. That is pushing back the darkness enough. That we have a window of opportunity to preach the gospel to the world. And we have a window of opportunity for those who hear it to come to Jesus. And today... Dear friend, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, now is the time. This is the moment. This is the hour. Come to Jesus. Don't run from Him. <laughs> Are you going to be persecuted? Oh, yeah. Fiery trials will come. You betcha. <laughs> is God going to uphold you when it all happens? Is He going to give you peace like a river? joy like a fountain yes he is is he going to mark you as his own seal you with the Holy Spirit absolutely and when he comes he's going to take you out of this world he's going to keep you safe when the hour of temptation the great tribulation comes come to Jesus he's worth it come to Jesus it's worth it in Jesus' name.